Welcome to episode 10 of Flights, Football, and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Better than most. Not as good as some. Mike, how you doing? Really good. Thanks, Dave. Walked over to the South Studio Sunday, February 23rd. No jacket. Beautiful. Sun was shining. Of course, three inches of snow coming on Wednesday. But hey, enjoy it while it lasts. Right. The only thing that does have me a bit annoyed is, you ever driving down the street, the bumper stickers people have. Lady's got a lady in front of me's got a I love my Do- Doberman Pincher. And then on one corner is a dog bone sticker. I heart Daisy. And then on the right side was I heart um Joe. Yeah, right. And so I assume her, her dog's names are Daisy and Joe. Right. How dumb is that? How I mean <laughs> That pisses me off to no end. It's like, you know what? Because you know what, lady? Your Doberman Pinscher doesn't know you have the bumper stickers and in, in your windows or window right. stickers, bumper stickers. So yeah. what, what are you driving around for? Like, if you want to support your team, I'll even give you, you know, the old Calvin Calvin from Calvin and Hobbs, you know, oh, like yeah. pissing on the Ford logo or pissing on the sure. Chevrolet logo. I'll give you that. Or if you're going to support your beloved team, the Houston Astros, right. the Chicago Bears, you know, whatever, I'll, I'll give you that. Or if you want to, you know, uh, rest in peace, Abe Lincoln, you know, with the born on, you know, his born date of birth and <laughs> right, date of okay. death. I'll give you stuff like that. But your dog doesn't know, your dog is an animal. He's a piece of property. I don't care how much you love him. The dog doesn't give a shit if you have a sticker on him or not. Just like the same idiot that puts a bumper sticker about M22. A, yeah. a, I guess a beautiful scenic route. Right. Who gives a shit? Nobody like the the road. It's a it's a road. Right. You're honoring a road on your car. Well, you're just anyway. letting people know that that you've been there. It's uh, kind yeah, of it's it's stupid. A, <laughs> you, that, a bumper sticker or a window sticker is a tribute to someone or something that can either uh, see it and appreciate it, or like right. you say, in, in an event, you know, somebody died. That's yeah. your tribute to them. You can't make a tribute to a, a piece of property. So well, that just drives me nuts. Well, what if I'm an M22 driver and I crash into another M22 driver and we can get out and we see that we're both have this have this bond I'm with not, M22? I'm not, I'm not buying it. You should Maybe. both lose your licenses. <laughs> I'm just so I, anyway. What, what's on in the South Studio? What do we got on on the slate for today? Anyway, Dave. Well, courtesy of our um, uh, one of our good listeners, uh, Josh Windy. Uh, who was out in the great state of Washington, uh, brought back a um, a build-your-own six-pack for us. Uh, one of them is called Falls Porter. It's from No Lie Brew House in Spokane, Washington. And the second one is going to be um, actually a full pint uh, helmet breaker from Dystopian State Brewing in Tacoma, Washington. And that's an American Imperial IPA. And then the third one is going to be Country Boy IPA from Everybody's Brewing in White Salmon, Washington. So uh, we got a yeah, we got a nice little selection today. Well, thank you, Josh. Yeah, and thank you very much. Any other listener out there? We do accept free beer. We're not too proud to accept free beer that we're willing to taste and give you credit for. <laughs> so, uh, little Falls Porter. Why don't we crack that open? And as we pour, I know a couple of listeners out there are probably thinking, "Wait a second. I bet you those assholes aren't going to honor their promise about the free $20 gift card for the best joke. Patience, oh. friends, patience. Oh, after yes, after a week of studying and reading joke after joke after joke, the winner is 
<laughs> I just kidding. You're gonna have to wait till the end of the episode to hear the winner. Come oh, on, that's, you're that's brutal. That's just bad business you're to give brutal. the winner right off the shoot. Man, you got him right on the edge of their their phone or whatever listening device. Cheers. Cheers, a little Falls Porter, all the way from Washington. Six point one percent alcohol and thirty nine IBUs. Nice, rich porter taste. I find the porters yeah. have a, a bit of a coffee taste to it, yep. which is a good thing because I'm a coffee drinker. Well, it, because of the way, and this is what I understand because I have been I've been reading up a little bit, um, and in this case, I think with the American porters, um, the dark malt is what gives it the coffee. I think someone can fact check me on that and tell me I'm full of crap. Um, and obviously the way it's brewed as well, but, uh, yeah, that's got a really nice rich flavor. Um, obviously it's dark, but it's not, uh, it's not as dark as some of the other ones. There's a little bit of light that gets through that. Not much. No, not much at all. Rich flavor. I like it, but but not too intense. If you're not a big, if you're not a big stout fan or you're, you know, like a not a big porter fan, this one, this one would be, this one would be palatable by most if you're not one of those. I mean, if, if you had a, an anti-stout, anti-porter, somebody, if you, if you could talk them into trying this, they wouldn't have a problem with this, I don't think. Agreed. So, hate to beat a dead horse. Who really does that? Does anybody actually beat the, beat the horse after it's dead? I think that's the whole point of the saying. Okay, fair enough. Uh, sign stealing. One God. last shout. All right. I, I got to go off a little bit of a tangent, but it does lead to a topic of discussion for you. But anyway, I'm quite certain Mike Trout, the widely acclaimed best player in all of baseball, I'm, I'm almost positive he listens to the pod. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to come on glued a little bit here on you, Mike. Uh, he came out. Oh. It's sad for baseball, and I've lost a lot of respect for some of those guys. You know what, Mike? Shut your mouth. You play for an average baseball team. You make your millions, and you've led the Angels to nada, zip, nothing. You know, I I give the Astros credit. Sometimes when you dare to be great, you got to walk the line Sure, maybe the Astros crossed it by a foot or two. Right, but look at all you know the Russian athletes or, or the Eastern European black athletes of the Olympics. Mm-hmm. The line they crossed. Why don't you dare to be great, Mike? Instead of just happy-go-lucky with your stupid 500 season in Anaheim, where nobody knows who you are, and even though you're supposedly the greatest ball player that's playing right now, and you lead your team to barely over 500. And everybody say, oh, well, wait a second. They play against Houston. Maybe he'd be better if he wasn't playing against cheaters. Well, for those people who say that, and I can see it in your eye, Dave, you're thinking it. Those people that say that, why don't you check the facts? 2017, 2018, in the 13, 18 games, the Angels and the Astros played each other. The Angels actually had a winning record in Houston and a losing record <laughs> versus Houston in, in, in Anaheim. Yeah. So, and I'm not saying Houston didn't do any cheating on the road, but most of it's at while they were at home. Well, yeah, they because the, they had exactly. the cameras and they had the technology there. Yeah. So, 
if the cheating is the be-all, end-all, Mike, why didn't the Astros go undefeated against the Angels at home? Yeah, well, that was part of the plan, I imagine, is that they wanted to make it look like they weren't cheating and let the Angels win. Yeah, yeah, come on, Dave. <laughs> Pull this like it plays Jingle Bells. That's a, I'm just devil's advocate today. That's that's my role. Um. Anyway, enough of the sign stealing, although a fan at the Astros' first spring training game held up a sign, and it said Astros and then asterisk with a, an apostrophe S and they, they took that sign away from me. So <laughs> apparently they're stealing signs in more ways than one. But anyway, the topic that I wanted, I wanted to touch on, get your thoughts on. Yeah. Although there've been many more, the four major scandals in baseball since 1909. Yeah. So 111 <clears throat> years. Chicago Black Sox, Pete Rose, mm-hmm. steroid era, yep, and the Astros sign stealing. Right. What one rate those worst to least egregious in your opinion? Um, I'll give you mine. Wow, that's hard because number that's one, what she said. <laughs> That's difficult because, uh, number one, I don't – A, the Pete Rose thing, I don't even see how that – I mean, supposedly they threw some games so he could win some bets. I, how did that affect me? How did that affect the outcome of the season? How did that – I don't know, not very much. Quite frankly, the steroid thing, you know, from a health a health perspective, it's not good. And if everybody's juicing up, you're going to have some real health problems. But for the game, it was awesome because people sat there and loved seeing those balls get jacked out of the stadium left and right. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, okay, so I'll rate them. Um, Black Sox, number one. Uh Steroids number two, Pete Rose number three, and sign stealing number four. All right, uh, we're roughly on the same page, especially with our. Cause that was worst to least, right? Yeah, worst, right, right. So I truly agree with you. Number one, flat out, is the Black Sox, and then the other three I have tied for fourth. A distant, distant, <laughs> distant ways away from the Black Sox. Right. But the reason being, the Blackhawks, Blackhawks, the Blacks, the White Sox, you know, the scandal, the, the Chicago White Sox yeah. took money and lost the series five games to three. It was a best of nine back then. Yeah. And the two games in question were the first two games where some of their star players and whatnot. Right. You know, made some errors. I'm like, yeah. geez, what's going on here? So no, they okay. took money to lose games. The other three, th- th- right. things that were done were done to help their teams win games. The steroid, obviously, you know, you're you're not hitting home runs against your own team. Right. You're smashing the ball out of your park. Gives your team more runs. More runs equals a better chance to win. They did it to try to help their team win the game. Right. Astros were stealing signs, 
did it to help their team win win the game. And, and uh, Mike, by the way, 2017, the Astros won it all. So mission accomplished. And then Pete Rose. Yeah. Now, I didn't read all 256 pages of the Dowd report. What? Yeah, I know. I, I'm not a very good reader. Uh, <laughs> but basically, he bet on his team to win. Now, as a degenerate gambler like myself, I want the manager of the team that I'm betting on to also have money on his team to win because, therefore, I know he's going to try to win and, you know, win my 50 bucks. Right. So those three, you know, okay, yeah, I'm more liberal than most, as I've heard from many people who listen to the podcast and rip me for the sign stealing and this, that, and the other thing. But those other three scandals were scandals designed to help win. The, the White Sox took money to lose games. To lose games. Which, closing thought before we rate Falls Porter, time to let Pete Rose into the Hall of Fame for two reasons. Number one, the hypocrisy of baseball is stunning. See steroid era. <laughs> right. But there's all sorts of Pete Rose memorabilia in Cooperstown. You know, the, right. the, the jersey he had yeah. when he had this hit. Well, wait a second. If he's banned... Get it out of there. You're right. Number two, there are. I, I'm not going to look up names because uh, you know I could go on and on and on. That would be a whole other podcast in and of itself. It's been 30 years since they banned Pete Rose for life. I understand life means forever. I get it, but you right. can kill somebody and still and, get, and out, get out in less than 30 years, <laughs> right? He bet on his team to win. Right. So let Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. He's had more hits than anybody. So I in the was game. wrong. I thought he was throwing games. No, no. That well the the part they proved was that he bet on his team to win amongst other games, too. I think he bet on other baseball games. Okay. The games involving the Reds, he bet no nobody ever, I don't think it's ever been proven at Fishman eight, if you're out there, buddy. And I'm wrong. Please correct me. I know that you'll do so. I think the only he did admit that he bet on his team to win. Okay. So um, I have no problem with that. You, right. You know, the name of the game is to win. Right. They don't ask you how you won. They ask you, did you win? Right. right. So <laughs> what do you say we rate the old false hoarder from Noli Brewhouse? Yeah, let's do it. Um, your house, your first. Uh, my house, I'm first. Um so I've just got a little bit left here in my uh, in my Shelly special formulated um, pouring glass, and I'm gonna go. I'd like this a lot. Um, I'm gonna go. Actually, I'm gonna go a four point two five. All right. I too liked it, but. I'm going to be more in line with the untapped community, which rated this beer a 3.68. Yep. I will go ahead and give Falls Porter a 3.65. Simply because 10 episodes of the pod, primarily we're an IPA pod, and my taste buds have grown accustomed to the IPA flavor. Right. And as a result, I don't 
it's a, a totally different flavor. So gotcha. I'm going to go with 3.65. I'm going to be honest with you, Dave. Second tasting is the one I was looking forward to. When you shot me a picture of the three Josh brought us, I'm like, uh-uh, helmet breaker. That looks like right. that's going to be rated. This could compete with Z's Pet Polar Bear because uh, the can, the fact that it's a double IPA, it's a dystopian state. Uh, it's a menacing can. looks like a little uh, alien with some type of space mask, gas mask on because you're about ready to in, encounter some lethal stuff. So I'm going to be honest with you, this is, this is the one I'm looking forward to the most. Mm-hmm. 8%, 7.5 IBU, and an untapped rating of 3.71, which is the highest untapped of the three that Josh brought us. And I got to be honest with you, this is the one I was looking forward to the least. However, when <laughs> when I saw the when I saw the eight percent and seventy five IBUs, I'm like, all right, that's that's not going to be that bad. From about foot away, the old IPA flavor hits the nasal cavity, and you know you're about into some uh, beer drinking nirvana. Here we go. Cheers. Cheers. Money. Yep. Even after that porter. Um, however, I did do a palate cleansing with our Aldi's Clancy's cheese curls. I, so, I haven't partook yet, Dave. I'll um, tell you what, though. I know... Uh, Larry, I'm sorry we missed the description of the pour on the first one. I know you look forward to the <laughs> pours. This is – you can tell it's got the IPA haze to it, and it's in the frosted beer mug courtesy of Jamie Wendy. So this is kind of like a, a husband and wife saloon. The, oh, uh, there you go. The beer's from the husband. The mug's from the wife. So nice. Got to love our listeners. Thank you, Wendy's. Yes, thank you very much. And Larry, I apologize for not giving you the breakdown of the pour on the first beer, because I know you look forward to that so much. A pretty standard double IPA haze. Yes. Very smooth, too. I like it a lot. Not to downplay it. So anyway, what else is happening, Dave? All right. Well, uh, let's get to some football. So in the news this week, the owners and the NFLPA – uh, which is the NFL Players Association, Mike, for any of our listeners that aren't familiar with that, and their CBA, which is actually the Collective Bargaining Agreement. So I'm, I feel like I'm explaining this to you like um, Cousin Eddie was explaining his RV to uh, Clark, his brother-in-law. But anyway, uh, so in this A discussion... A tenement on wheels, Dave. <laughs> so, Shitter was full. <laughs> so, uh, so they're going through these discussions, and uh, at least the last time I looked, here's what the owners were asking for. The owners were going to get an extra game, okay? They were going to change the, um, the fun rule, which is uh, essentially their um, escrow account that they hold for the players to pay them where they were having to hold a large percentage of whatever they were paying players, especially 
um, you know, they're high priced um, franchise players. But now, without going into a bunch of examples, they were going to have to. Uh, they were going to have. They're 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 going to be able to hold less money in escrow. Um, you know, in case something happens. Um, you know, the worst case scenario. Um, players wanted to make sure that they get paid. Um, and in this scenario, the the owners would not have to hold as much money in escrow. And they were also going to get, I think, something about one more lineman. I didn't get into detail about that, but there was going to be an extra person on the roster, I believe, or they were going to be able to hold uh, some more players, uh, maybe to rotate linemen in to keep them fresh um, because of the extra game. Uh, the other thing that was going to happen out of this too, is that in the playoffs, instead of, uh, six teams going to the playoffs, there would be seven teams going to the playoffs and only one team would get a buy. Correct. Okay. And then out of that, the players were basically going to be able to smoke more pot is what I took from that. Right. So, um, I didn't hear about the extra lineman. Uh, I wish I could have delved into that a little bit more, but that's kind of what I took from it is, um. Because I didn't know, but baseball was proposing to go to a 25-man roster, but you couldn't call up. Because on, on September 1st, baseball goes used to go to a 40-man roster, but they're supposed to stop that. But I didn't hear anything about the extra line in the football. I did hear it's supposed to be a 17-game season, but only three preseason games. Right. And then it's like yeah, you to said. to minimize preseason. Right. But that's that's for the players' benefit. Well, to some extent, it, to keep them from it's getting actually beat from, up it's too actually, bad. Well, actually, no, that wouldn't. That's actually the. I actually think the players are going to go against that because that actually. Oh, they hate it. The whole that that actually will be leading them because they don't play in the preseason, so they're not getting beat up in the preseason at all. Oh, uh, that's true. So true, true. The seventeenth game. Now that you're playing for keeps, which yeah. is going to be a money game, that's actually going to be an extra beating on the players now. Um, I know that I know they're not going for this, and into into they're not going to they're not going to pass it the first time around. It would be stupid. It would, you know that's that's not that's Cosmo Kramer. I lie. We're we're, we're going to give you free coffee. I'll take it. You know, so obviously the obviously the NFL is not going to take it on the first cut. Right. But um, this goes along with this. The owners going to seventeen and seven is making. Mark Cuban, the modern day Nostradamus, because a couple of years ago, he said within 20 years, the NFL is going to run itself out of business. And he gave the analogy of a, a, a pig becomes a hog. And once a hog becomes a hog, it becomes slaughtered. Right. <laughs> so um, I, I, I don't like the playoff rule because I'm not, I've never been of the, Hey, everybody, you know, hey. Everybody gets a trophy. Everybody gets a trophy. Hey, you did a good job. You're 5-11, and 11, but you're in the playoffs, and maybe you have a chance to win. Right. So the only I, one that remotely works in is in the NCAA March Madness, where, right. you, every, you know, we finally had a 16 beat a 1, and not last year, but two years ago. True. But, you know, And that scenario is probably the talent pool seems to be getting deeper and deeper. That scenario probably will happen a little bit more often. To some extent, but well, well, actually, it's not the talent pool is getting deeper. It's that the good players are no are, longer in college. Okay, I I think it's a little bit of both. Just because just because the travel basketball stuff is so rampant, you know, everybody and their brother thinks their kid is going to be a 
a college basketball player, or an NBA player, or something like that. I'm not sure what the deal is, but uh, getting back to my comment about the players getting to smoke more pot, um, <laughs> the first couple things that were that were bulleted uh, in some of the stuff I was reading uh, was that the players would um, <clears throat> uh, would be able to, or I, excuse me. Uh, they wouldn't get suspended right away for testing positive for marijuana, and nor oh, should they, since it's legal and yeah, in I mean states. sure. And what was the other one? Shoot, now I'm looking at my notes and I didn't write very good notes, but um, hmm, there was another rule related to marijuana, and now I'm yeah, we'll come back to that later. All right, I'll fact check myself. I have no uh. I could care less what people, but uh, I just thought it would be funny. You know what no, I mean? No, that's yeah. A, yeah. I don't, I mean, I, the owners get another they, game and the players get to get high. Right. And as they should, I mean, it's legal <laughs> in a lot of States. So, <laughs> and it's actually sure has some medicinal value to it. Okay. Speaking of which, right. Uh, one of our listeners, Brandon King. Yeah. Actually supported you on the major pain choice. He thought I was nuts. He said, you got to be kidding me. Because he, he, he scoffed at me and said, breakfast club on a desert island? What are you out of your mind? And I'm like, well, it had to be better than Dave made your Brandon's pain. Brandon's my favorite listener now. <laughs> there, well, there you go, Brandon. By the way, Brandon is the uh, owner of Team Balls of Glory in our, uh, our, our banger of a 20-man fantasy baseball league. Nice. We've, had, we've had a 20-man fantasy team, fantasy team, a fantasy league for the last – uh, Brandon, you can text me in cr- the correction when you get this. Uh, I don't know, six years, and right. if, trust me, when you when you have a twenty team league, yeah, one of your guys gets hurt. I mean, guys like you and I are getting picked up by owners because <laughs> 20, 20 guys. It's not for the faint of heart. So, right, right. Good luck to you, balls of glory. And yeah, so he's you're now Dave's favorite listener because you and maybe you and him can do a a uh, major pain uh, drinking watch or something. <laughs> <laughs> um getting back to getting back to this agreement we'll see how that all pans out of course you know the players aren't for it because they don't want to play another game i don't know if the fans would be for it because quite frankly by the 16th game you know kind of like the lines are drawn in the sand there's only a couple as we pointed out in our earlier pods there's only a couple games of relevance anyway Right. Uh, you were denoting they were pulling fans out of the stands to play certain games. Just right. Cause... Well, the only thing, the only thing with the the extra playoff team, it does keep more teams involved. True. And then that first playoff weekend would be the big, the big cha-ching, let that cash register ring moment for the NFL, because now you would have. Four games on that first weekend, true. Instead of two, yep. And the oh, the players were supposed to vote Friday or Saturday, but then they they delayed it because they wanted more time. And like I said, there's that. I mean, maybe obviously there's going to be some give and take. I think the the percentage of the pot that the owners offered was was it fifty one forty nine. So the owners are giving them the pot to smoke. Yes. <laughs> in more way and and on more ways than one, but the players are going to hold on because the in the NBA it's fifty fifty. Okay. Oh, they were going to get some gambling concessions too. From they were going to get uh, players get a cut of gambling revenues brought in 
by the league. Well, now, that, where the league's getting those, I'm right. Yeah, yeah. That that, but the the revenue sharing, which I, I'm against the the employee getting the exact same as the owner. The owner is the owner. The owner of the hot dog stand should make more money than the guy actually selling the hot dogs. True, in my opinion. Unless the guy selling the hot dogs is getting trucked onto the concrete. That's the that, both are that's taking your, a significant that's, risk. That's your career choice. Okay. All right. It's my you know, it's right. my team. Sure. You know, and when the inmates run the asylum, that's where you get somebody's <laughs> got to run the show. Right, you know right, 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 right. So that's what I mean. I don't under it's like, okay, this is you know, yeah, so people pay to see the players. All, All right. right. Well then let Tom Brady Marshawn Lynch and why am I are so many NFL names escaping me right now? And and Khalil Mack and Mitch Trubisky and right. uh, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, let them. How will their startup league do? Do you think? Right. Have them have without them do Jerry the- Jones's backing, without Robert Kraft's rub and tug backing, <laughs> without all that stuff. How right. will those? How will okay? Yeah, Khalil right. Mack is the name of the NFL. But Cleo Max League isn't going to. Cleo Max League will do worse than the original XFL, right? And and how will they do in the contracts with the networks? And how will exactly? They, yeah, so right. that therefore, the stop the straw that stirs the drink should be making the most bang. a little bit more money. I got you. Okay. Um. Well, what do you call, what do you call a man with no arms, no legs in a uh, brewing in a witch's cauldron? Stew. <laughs> <laughs> Or what about no arms, no legs, and a body of water? Just, uh, Bob. <laughs> I see. I tell you, I, I I suck at remembering jokes. I don't know why. Uh, okay, so um, two five seconds on the XFL. I was really shocked at the number of people in the stands today in St. Louis. I thought that was awesome. Could be a sign of things to come. Uh, next on the docket, Wilder Fury. Did you see any of it? Yes, I, I saw I saw a replay of it after the fact on one of those illegal devices. It was choppy at best, and yeah, um, Fury. I was cheering for Wilder simply because he's the U.S. guy. I was when when in doubt, go U.S. Sure, and you're looking at him. You know, you know, maybe in a bar scrap or something. You know, mm-hmm. the big the big man would be able to hold his own, but. As a professional athlete, you look at this guy and you go, oh, what a clown. But he's a badass. I mean, he beat his ass pillar to post, start to finish. Right. That ended in a seventh-round TKO. So That's what I, I was looking at him the first time, and I saw the spare tire hanging over his boxing exactly, shorts. Exactly. Like, it's like, who is this clown? And, and then he, but he just – I mean, he beat him. I mean, it wasn't even close. I mean, he thoroughly beat him. And then to show you the state of the – well, I don't know if it's more the state of – boxing's heavyweight division or my uh not really following it is like oh well fury's got a fight blah, 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 blah. and I'm like who is that guy i mean that guy's obviously must be good right because 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 that was the headline it's now time for fury and i don't even remember the guy's name right so it's like Oh well, what I mean, I don't know. So when you get when you get two guys, that was part of the narrative all week long. You get two guys that can jaw like these two, and they have some really huge personalities. I mean, that's good for boxing. 
And so it was good oh, for the exa- week and everybody for sure, knew exactly. about it. But unfortunately, obviously, this guy that he's fighting next is... Well, he's supposed to be good. I just don't know who it is. Right, right. I mean, it's yeah. not like the days of, you know, Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield, Larry Holmes. Right. I guess I got to throw in Buster Douglas. I mean, he, he did have... He did beat Mike Tyson, so I guess yeah. I got to throw him in there. He was, but. <laughs> but, uh, but Alex, I'm calling you out now. All right? We've been talking about this too much. What's the next UFC? 248? 248 it's, it's, not, it's, it's not a huge card, but we we still got to have the meet and greet. But I respect your pro day. We'll, we'll do it after your pro day. I think we're going to do the pod from your pro day, so hopefully that doesn't When in the hell is day. pro day? We've been talking about that for March something or other. Oh, all right. I think it's top secret information. Yeah. You won't give it out. Okay. We are going to do the pod from there, you know. Oh, we are. Yeah. Oh, nice. So. so as soon as he steps off the turf. Exactly. Yeah, good. Okay. I'm going to try to interview him. If Jerry Jones is there, we're going to see if we can get him on mic. Absolutely. God, that'd be a hoot. I'm All sure right. I'm sure our nine listeners will appreciate that. <laughs> They'll say, there's no way that's Jerry Jones. How these idiots get Jerry Jones on their podcast? Well, that's because we clubbed him over the head, tied him to a chair, and said we wouldn't let him go until he said a couple words into the mic. All right. Are we going to rate this? Yes. Definitely. And... Thoroughly enjoyed it, Josh. I wish you'd have. I wish you would have cleaned out the account that you got Helmet Breaker from because. Say scale it, of one it to out. five. It's my new favorite. Sorry, Z's pet polar bear. I'm going to go Helmet Breaker a four point four. Absolutely loved it. 4.4. I think that's the... That's the all-time high of the podcast, and it's my favorite. So now we can refer to this. And by the way, Dave, yeah, you've stopped calling me the champ. I don't appreciate oh, it. Sorry about that, um, champ. But now Helmet Breaker is the champ's GOAT. <laughs> I'm going to go a solid 4.0. Which is strange for you because typically you don't give the IPA... Especially a double IP, you don't give them quite as high a rating. Well, you didn't give it as high as I did, but 4.4 to 4 is still right. a relatively close rating. I, okay, I, I just – it's not – it's smooth. You know, I looked at the 75 IBUs and I thought, oh, boy, here we go. Maybe a little bitter face. I bet you after six, it would be fucked up. Uh, after two, I'd probably be sleeping. So, I don't know. That would mean if you slept, I said after six, <laughs> six and six is 12. You're sleeping after two. That gives me 10. I, I'm going to be like comatose <laughs> after I drink 10 of these bad boys. More than likely. Um, no, I, it's, it's, it's got a great flavor. Very smooth. Um, yeah, it's a, it's definitely, it's a 4.0 on my scale. Perfect. And now for our third tasting on tap, we've got, Country Boy IPA from Everybody's Brewing in White Salmon, Washington. Nice. Yep. Uh, 6.2% alcohol and 80 IBUs. Uh, it's got a kind of a Country Boy style can here with a tractor, uh, kind of with a sunset background. I got a shotgun, a rifle, and a four-wheel drive, and a Country Boy can survive. <laughs> that was a perfectly timed. Who sings that? Oh God! Um, 
Country boy can survive. Um, I'd like to spit some beach nut in that dude's eyes and shoot him with my old 45 because a country boy can survive. I'm not going to remember. Not right now. He'll, he'll not break. quite as hazy as Helmet Breaker, but nice pour again, typical. Mike. Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> and, it, and it doesn't hit the not the the nasal. Not as much. As Helmet Breaker. But then again, it's, it's, not you know, a it's only 6.2 and it's not a double. Good call. Yeah. Here we go. Here's a second. Another terrible pour. Cheers. Cheers. Decent flavor. Decent flavor is a little bit fruity. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay, so. Clearly not the Nirvana of the Helmet Breaker, but a solid IPA flavor nonetheless. Anyway, Dave, I think it's time we let the listeners know the winner of the $20 Visa gift card for the best jokes and then either via email or Twitter, and after many, many, many hours. Hours upon hours. In fact, I think we even had a, re- a, a grad student. We paid like barely over minimum wage to go through some of the entries. Right. We've got the field narrowed down to two. Yep. And do. one of them was via Twitter, and one of them was sent via email. And Twitter, oddly enough, is from at Larry Shoff too, and he took the time to deliver it so himself. This girl, it's a big Elvis Presley fan. Walking down the street one day, goes by a tattoo parlor, decides she wants to get a tattoo of Elvis's face. She's kind of shy, not real outgoing, wants to go on the inside upper part of her leg, explains that to the artist, pays the guy, he's working on the tattoo, works his butt off. There you go, ma'am, Elvis Presley, I hope you like it. She looks down, she's not happy at all. Very upset, demands her money back. He says, ma'am, got a lot of time into it. I can't just give you your money back. I see you're upset. Let me do one for you on your other leg. I won't charge you a dime. She reluctantly decides to let him do that. So now he's working on the other leg. He's all done. Ma'am, that's the best I can do. Elvis Presley, I hope you like it. She looks down, and she's just incensed. Her face gets beat red. She demands her money back. Says it doesn't look like him at all. Ma'am, I've got twice the time in it. Can't just give you your money back. I want a second opinion, and she gets really upset. Do whatever you need to do. I can't just hand you your money back. She goes storm out of that tattoo parlor. First person person she sees, there's a drunk, half passed out, half awake on the curb. And she nudges him. Can you help me out with something, buddy? He said, yeah, lady, what do you need? He looks up at her. She gets in front of him, hikes her skirt up real high, says, you recognize any of these faces? And the drunk guy says, I don't know about the twins on either side. But that guy in the middle with the bad breath and the beard, that's Willie Nelson. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Larry. All in the, all in the delivery. Uh, one day when we go YouTube or oh, Facebook, yeah. Larry's, face would, Larry's face would have been on there. And his competitor. For the title of the $20 gift card, sent via email from jrgoose03 at gmail.com. And it goes a little something like this. 
Two hunters are out in the woods when one of them collapses. He's not breathing and his eyes are glazed. The other guy whips out his cell phone and calls 911. I think my friend is dead, he yells. What can I do? The operator says, calm down. First, let's make sure he's dead. There's a silence, then a shot. Back on the phone, the guy says, okay, now what? <laughs> oh. okay. So anyway, thank you to everybody who sent in a joke. Heads, uh, I, I, I'm not sure if any of them are better than my uh, he-aw, he-aw, but thank you very much for sending your replies. And Dave, what, okay. what, what, what does the staff here at Flight Football and anything else come up with? All right, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the $20 Visa gift card for the best joke this week is... JRGoose03 at gmail.com. Congratulations. Congratulations. And uh, we'll get a hold of you to find out how to get that card to you. And when you do receive it, we'd appreciate that you tweet out that you received the gift card. That would be much appreciated. Yeah, so that way everybody knows we're not just running some shim-sham scam operation here. Right. Okay, um, so we are here at the random question part of our show episode 10 random question mike yes sir here's what i need from you okay this is going to be a family feud style question all right all right so i have a list here of the top 10 things people regret doing after they've had too much to drink the top 10 things people regret doing after they've had too much to drink and when you start naming off things people regret doing after they've had too much to drink, I will either give you a ding or a <clears throat> All right. Okay. Okay. And you have two minutes. If I can get this up on my phone here quick. You have two minutes. Two minutes. That's a long family feud episode. It is a long. Well, the episodes are actually longer, but I know I'm giving you a little extra time just because. Good call. That was a fast money. Good call. Good comeback. <laughs> good, good retort. The episodes are 30 minutes. All right. So top 10 things people regret doing after they've had too much to drink. Ready? Go. Calling an ex and looking for a booty call. Ding. Throwing up. Ding. Uh, so, um, getting in a fight. Ding. Uh, shit. <laughs> I did not give him these, this question, um, I swear to God. Come on. Come on. Driving. Ding. Telling your boss or co-worker off uh, via a, 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 a call, telephone <clears throat> call, uh, posting, sending an email that you're not, you that telling something off how you really feel about okay, something. Okay, I'm going to have to consult the judges. Judges, what do you think? Ding. All right, halfway through, uh, top 10 answers. Do you regret when um, a tattoo? Ooh, you know what? That's an excellent one. I'm going to write that one down, but not on the list. 
Um, okay, so <clears throat> tattoos not on there, but so some type of piercing wouldn't be on there. Um, unprotected sex. Ding. No shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I'm going to count that one, but I'll, I'll read it over. Yeah. All right. Uh, I got it. I'm at 60% here. Um, oh, you're doing really well. So, uh, like, but I'm mean, kind of at a loss. I don't know what else you could. Uh, passing out. Ding. What in your pants? Uh, that includes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. All right, we're at 152. I, and yeah, last, last eight seconds, I don't think I can come out. But I'm pretty proud of them with not any. I like okay. it. Here's, here's, now, this is according to. I didn't, There's probably more lists out there, but this is the list I found on scoopwoop.com. Um, driving is definitely in there. Uh, overeating. I don't know whether you agree with that or not. Some people regret it. Some people don't. I don't. You can never eat too much, right? Well, that's that's just, the, I mean, that's just you and I. That, you know, that might be there. Might be some females involved after in this. many helmet breakers and then going <laughs> to get like six, eight, ten bean burritos from Taco Bell. That hits well, it's funny spot. you mentioned that because I was remembering the two pound burrito from Poncheros, uh, and that is a thing, by the way. Um, now you said get in a fight, right? Yes. Well, the opposite: declare your love. Either your bromances or oh, your actual, right. you know, I love you so much. Um, the other thing was befriend complete strangers and tell them your secrets. And what's even worse was, this was like a number 7.5, tell your friends all of your secrets. Um, you know, as right. far as regret doing. Uh, number eight, get really loud and swear excessively. I do that without drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so that uh, would have never thought of that because I do that's now this is one we called the, you know, I had to consult the, the, um, the judges on call or text people who, who haven't been drinking. All right. Yeah. That would be, yeah. I, I'd like to have credit for the, you know, cause your boss, right. you know, hey, sure. you should have done this. You know, right. yeah, I, that, that's good. Yep. Um, become an expert on everything. Oh yeah. There's one time, right. Uh, but of the other ones, uh, you get, you nailed them. The tattoo one probably should have been the tattoo. One yeah. probably should have been added to that list for Regert. sure. <laughs> Did you ever think of the movie from the, how we closed last week? Did no. you ever think of the movie no. where that's from? No, I'm sorry. Are you kidding me? I didn't. No. Oh, for heaven's sakes! No, I apologize. Are you gonna Are you gonna say it? Or uh, not? I'm trying to think of what's the story with that dog. He saves Charleston from the fire. <laughs> well, fuck him. <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, I'm not gonna get it. Stay tuned to episode eleven. All right, because you're gonna finally have to watch the movie. All right. Well, let's rate this one real quick. Okay, I you're uh, this is yeah you're the host you're the host you lead off this is Country Boy IPA uh, from Everybody's Brewing in White Salmon Washington. Um, I like this one a lot. I think it fits into the the genre of the um, like the all day IPA and some of the you know the IPAs that um, you know you could you could put into a cooler and you know and and drink all day. Uh, I'm going to give this one a 3.95. Okay. 
Didn't you didn't like it as much as Helmet Breaker? Nor did I. Really close. You gave it a three nine five to a four. I liked it a lot, but I can't give it the four point Stratosphere. Untapped gave it a three point five six. I am going to go a healthy three point eight five because it was a little smoother than I want in an IPA, but a very, very good selection. And Josh, you did a hell of a job picking these out. Um, the clunker of the bunch would have been the porter, but that's just the palette that I've come to. And that wasn't even that bad at 3.65. Yeah, like I said, I, I put that at a 4.25, but that's again, my palette. Exactly. So uh, as I look down at my glass, I'm out of beer. And as the late, great Stuart Scott said, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here. Mm.